Uh, I should probably just save this game I'm playing and turn it off so my fans stop running. I'll tell you what, if it's one thing that ruins podcasts, it's the fans. <laughs> it's their fault. It's their fault this is deeply unpopular as a podcast. They should be doing more, Jonathan. They should be doing more. The fans? We've the... done all we can. I tweeted about this podcast once. <laughs> my hands are tied. I'm like Pontius Pilate washing them. Look how clean your hands are. Oh, so clean. They're Pontius clean. That sounds like a good soap. That'd be a good cleaning product, wouldn't yeah. it? Pontius. I'd buy that. Sounds like it uh, would cleanse me internally and externally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. I'll cleanse you internally. <laughs> Is it really? Is it really cleaning, though? <laughs> what you're going to do? Yeah, if I tie a toilet brush to the end of it. I suppose I will be, uh, things that were inside will come out, and that's a form of tidying up, I guess. Well, things that are inside will come. Wow. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. Either of you fellas uh, watching that old Disney Plus there? No. The Disney Plus... I have it. I haven't. Uh, uh, somebody let me have their password. I didn't even ask <gasps> for it. They insisted. I know. Cheeky. Sorry, Disney. But here's the thing. I haven't used it. So I'm no. Oh. I'm not yet a criminal. So you can't be impeached. You basically. can't be impeached. <laughs> I planned it, but I didn't actually execute. So, you know, not attempted. Not even attempted. Uh, just had Give the me a second. Give me a second. Yeah. I'll come up with a Disney quid pro quo pun. <laughs> Give me a second. All right, take your time. Uh, uh, I've got that Disney Plus anyway. You've got it. I've got that. Oh, 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 yes. I've been watching shows. Well, I watched the first episode of The Mandalorian. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you what, they should change the name of that to The Blanderborian. <laughs> <laughs> didn't see it coming. Didn't, uh, don't actually believe it. I have to believe you like it. No. You don't like it? I, well, I watched the first episode and it bored the tits off me. Doesn't that have a twist ending with a new character that's uh, just driving everybody crazy, just wild with love? Yeah, Mark Hamill is, is at the very end. He's just sitting on a rock and he says, sup. And then the credits roll. <laughs> It's not enough of a cliffhanger to bring me back. But anyway, I've, I've only used it to watch DuckTales and one episode of Darkwing Duck. Oh, I forgot that the uh, new DuckTales is on. You're talking about the new DuckTales. The new DuckTales mm. is mostly brilliant, but mm. mm-hmm. it gets a bit weird. And I'm not going to give away too many spoilers about the show, but I will say this. like The first four episodes are pretty damn good and follow a really good formula of you know familiar but new they got new takes on the characters for some of them they take some of the the less interesting characters from the original run and do very clever things with them Mm -hmm. and they go on adventures you know Huey, Dewey and Louie go on adventures with Uncle Scrooge and Webergale is there being really funny in this but then we get to episode five and it gets a little strange and I've got to be honest a little bit dark because they introduce this new character. There are a couple of new characters, like Mark Beeks, a sort of take on on a 
modern Silicon Valley CEO. Oh, like Mark Zuckerberg. Like, yeah, and I feel they missed a trick there because they could have called him Mark Cluckerbird, and they didn't. So get on that, Disney. I bet they feared a lawsuit. Mark is rather sensitive. I've never seen Mark parodied in any real way. Yeah. Mark first name basis well that was the social network that was hilarious that was basically a naked gun style spoof anyway episode five they introduce a new character and it's really weird this character is called uh jonathan holmes which is already weird because it's not a bird pun and he ain't even a bird he's not a bird he's not a dog he's basically a human but still still wears like a, a suit jacket mm. and like clothes at the top and none at the bottom oh why what just just all open below the waist like like donald's once he did. waddles about with his ass stuck out a bit like a duck are you sure you're not thinking of donald duck uh, no uh, no no the character is called jonathan holmes and it looks like a human being it looks like a human being sort of like a like a a, a smooth um supple body would you would you call it sensual very i mean well you wait till you hear where this goes you you, oh this episode is so weird and it's unlike the first four that came before it it. sounds terrible he he's got sort of a brown skin bald head um looks a bit like you actually jonathan if i'm being on now that i think about it he seemed familiar oh okay Uh, yeah all right okay that's an interesting connection conrad don't buy it he knew all along so anyway, this new character comes in and he's like, oh, hey, Scrooge, I'm here. Like you said, I was just counting all of your gold in the money bin. And Uncle Scrooge is like, oh, ho, ho, ho. you've done great work, Jonathan Holmes. But you know what time it is. Oh, is it time for me to suck a duck boner? Ho, ho, ho. Oh, yes. And this week, my erection is going to come. Wow. This is very unlike the previous episodes, which, by contrast, were pretty family friendly. Yeah, I only caught the pilot, like, right before it started airing, because I think they released it for free on YouTube. I didn't watch anything past that. I mean, it felt, you know, different and fresh, but still sort of in the mold of DuckTales. This is really, this is really, I mean, I'm into it. I'm definitely there. The character of Jonathan grabs the shaft of um, Scrooge McDuck's penis, and it is very rendered. What? They've got a, a dorsal vein on it and everything. Oh, so it's like a human penis now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Like, it's got feathers on it up to the head. Like, does it do the John K thing where it, like, zooms in ultra close so you can see the detail? Oh, you can see every wrinkle. Oh, wow. That sounds... I mean, this isn't real. You dreamt and this. And Jonathan, the character... No, this is on Disney+. This Plus. Is, this... the, <laughs> the character of Jonathan, right, starts licking the tip, right? Put, like, pushes... The penis, Jonathan, back and then licks the underside. And all the while, all the while, Scrooge McDuck is, like, deliriously happy about it. He's clapping. He's what? punching the air. Yahoo! I can't believe it! It's gonna suck a duck border! And then, like, these drums start beating. Boom, ba boom 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 ba boom boom like that. And he starts singing. He's like, suck a duck border! Suck a duck border! Boom, ba boom 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 ba boom boom Suck a duck border! Suck a duck border! Boom, ba boom 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 ba boom boom Suck that border! Suck that border! Boom, ba boom 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 ba boom boom Like, Jonathan is choking on feathers on this like spitting them out it's quite a funny scene it, it 
doesn't. I Scrooge mean... says, you've got to suck it better. And he pushes Jonathan's head down on the, the character of Jonathan in this cartoon show, pushes his head down and he's gagging on it. And Scrooge even says, like, he looks at the camera at one point and says, he's gagging on my dick. Wow. Like that. That's like, sounds... it's such a change of pace and a, and a refreshing one, if I'm honest. Uh, is it supposed to be erotic or is it just a sort of a, like a prank? Like what's going on here in terms of intent? What, 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 what do you think they wanted you to, cause I hate it. I feel terrible about it. Why? Uh, because, you know, I hope this doesn't sound homophobic. Uh, but the idea of me sucking a boner, yeah, it is me. It's no, me. no, I don't mean to sound homophobic. I mean, uh, actually, now that you say it, it did look a bit like you. Well, it's named Jonathan Holmes. It's a, not that I am supple, but I am not, uh, you know, whatever the opposite of supple is, sinewy. I'm not leathery, exactly. I'm I'm ample. I'm I'm husky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I don't ever mm-hmm. wear just a shirt and no pants. Ever. Well, this isn't you. No, this is a character in a cartoon. It's, you're starting to sound a little bit conceited, if I'm honest. Suck it up, border! Suck it up, border! Boom, ba boom, 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 ba boom, 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 ba boom, 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 ba boom, boom. Now you're going to suck my dick on the moon! And then this techno music starts playing. And suddenly, Scrooge McDuck is flying up into the sky. They didn't even show him leaving the mansion. He's just like flying up into the sky with with Jonathan Holmes still sucking his dick. He's on his knees, but he's flying in the air. So God knows what his knees are resting on. But And then it goes on the moon. <laughs> And he's like, oh, you're sucking my dick on the moon. Bless my bagpipes. Actually, give my bagpipes a ruddy good licking. Oh, I love to lick your bagpipes. And he starts licking at, at, at Scrooge McDuck's balls. And this lovely emotional music is playing. Da, 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 da. Brought the tear to my eye, I tell you. Anyway, they're suddenly back in Scrooge's office again. After that, you know, kind of heartwarming um, uh, little interlude. It's fast paced. It's hard to follow. Oh, he says. Oh, you're doing such a great job of licking my boner. I tell you what, you've heard of my lucky dime, but I'm my. You've heard of my number one dime. They say number one dime a lot more than they used to say lucky dime. You've heard of my number one dime. And now I'm about to show you my number come slime. Now, I'll be honest, Jonathan, at this point, I had a bit of a problem with it. (laughs) Uh, Because of how it's a kind of a forced sound alike. Well, I mean, that was the issue was... I see where they were going with that wordplay, right? Mm. Dime, slime. Sure. Okay, that works. One, I mean, it sounds a bit like cum, so okay. And it's clear they couldn't think of one for number, but just left it in. Yeah. What if it was cucumber cum slime? I mean, anything. An C- effort. Cucumber? Or just cumber? My cumber My cumber, cum slime? yeah, my cumber cum slime. They clearly couldn't think of one and just left it in. At that point, like, he comes. Like, it happens. Uh, oh, my cumber come. My number one come slime, <laughs> he says. 
again, just repeats it. Um, oh, this one's going in the cummy bin. And that, that one, I'm like, okay, they've redeemed themselves. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. That's you good. Like That's that good one. wordplay. Yeah, I'm into it. At that point, the office door flies open. It's only Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And Webergale's there. And Mrs. Beakley is there. And they just, they're looking in in horror. At the sex act between the man and duck. Uh, because they, and they've just watched... They just watched the character of Jonathan Holmes, like, noshing on Scrooge. At which point, I mean, Scrooge starts crying, Ah! I'm weak! I'm weak! He says. What? He never shows weakness, Scrooge. <laughs> He's the epitome of strength. Yeah, it's, it's, that's really weird. You're right. This is going in a, in a direction. I've always been a weak man! Mrs. Beakley, she's got a broom in her hand. She's smacking Jonathan. Dirty boy, you dirty little man. Get out of here. Huey, Dewey, Louie and Webby are like comforting Scrooge. Wait, I'm, I'm the... I've always been so weak. I'm it's the okay, problem? Scrooge. It's okay, Scrooge. Wait, wait, wait. Did you... Look, Jonathan, this is a... It's a character in a cartoon show. It's not about you. Uh, you know, Jim... I'm yeah. worried, actually. If I'm, I'm getting a little bit concerned that maybe we're making a mistake here. Because the fame is clearly going to Jonathan's head. Everything is about him. I mean, like, I just, I, all I did was watch a cartoon, Jonathan. And you, the only thought I had was, well, Disney Plus is going to have to start calling itself Disney Plus if Scrooge is going to splooge. That's what I thought. And those are good word plays, Disney. You can use that in your show. I mean, so you recently appeared on the the box art of a, a very good video game. Anyway, Jonathan, you didn't. I'm, s- I'm just saying. When you see yourself in a thing, even if it's a cartoon version of you, you don't think, "Is that me?" Because that's it wasn't just you. It was named Jonathan Holmes. It looked like me. You were doing um, a little Jonathan Holmes impersonation. <laughs> you I'm made just it sound like me. Like, hey, I'm I didn't watch any it. more episodes, Jonathan. Turned you off to the whole thing, huh? It, 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 it was just a little disconcerting. So I threw on Darkwing Duck and you could not believe my surprise when the first thing I see is the character of Jonathan Holmes from DuckTales on a roof, wanking into a hat, telling the audience that he's the terror that faps in the night. So I just stopped watching Disney Plus altogether. It's, it, was a, it was like Launchpad in the 90s. I know they've got a, a, an endearing character in Jonathan Holmes. They're overusing him. Yeah, that seems like a bit much. Uh, yeah. That's not the... the I, again, I don't mean to sound homophobic. I would feel the same way if they showed the character of Jonathan Holmes performing Cunnilingus or some other sexual act. Although they... There is... I saw a thumbnail for one of the episodes called Magicus Vagica, and you were on that and all. I was on that seat. <laughs> Jonathan Holmes, the character, not you, was on oh, that right. at all. That's what you meant. You I, just, that you is misspoke. what I meant, actually. You just for a moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. bears, jizzing here and there and everywhere. Yuck, I've got some in my pubic hair. They are the cummy bears, Jonathan. I am those bears. That's what you're saying. <laughs> I don't want to be those bears. There was some, wasn't there years ago, there was some giant gummy bear that you were considering getting, but you thought it looked like it was made out of semen, and you still wanted to get it, but you also didn't. <laughs> that like, sounds it, like something. That yeah, sounds something like, it, like that going yeah. on. 
That sounds like something I'd do. Like, I'd see a big gummy bear and see nothing but jizz when I look at it and still think, mm, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's how I remember it. But that actually sounds exactly like me. 2009, Not, maybe. Yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah. You've how, changed. How famous are you feeling today, Jonathan? Uh, sort of famous people at my work. I'm, I'm doing things that make them mad and I'm doing things that make them glad. So that's something famous people do. They're, they're often, uh, making an impact either way. That's positive, extremely positive or negative. I was thinking about, when I think about fame, I think about how there are people who will see every single Tom Cruise movie, like without, uh, hesitation with, with great excitement, regardless of what it is. And then there's people who hate him and will never see anything he does. And when in reality, he's just incredibly mild. Like, there's nothing to care about much either way when it comes to his acting. And yet, he inspires this incredibly strong response either way. So I think that's kind of the essence of fame. If you have that much of a cultural footprint, if if people think you mean that much, that they get mad, like Tom Cruise has bad opinions, and he does, uh, or Tom Cruise, I have to see him in the new Jack Reacher sequel or whatever. Uh, if people feel that strongly about you, then you've made it. You're famous. And I'm a little bit more like that this week, but not because of this show exactly, I don't think. Would you feel more famous if there was a Netflix special about you sat on the floor? In your underpants, with your legs sort of splayed out like a like a babysitting or a, like a dog, and there was just a fully cooked turkey in between your legs, and you were eating it with your hands. <laughs> a Netflix special. You've, <laughs> yeah. you've brought up this term Netflix special as if the it's like uh, the '80s or '90s, like a very special episode. Yeah, you know, the Christmas special, uh, a Netflix special of of just me nude. No, you, you got underpants on. Oh, good, good, good. Um, I mean, it's avant-garde. It's 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 got a certain. I don't care so much that you. I must care that I did it at all. It's it's so defiant against any sort of conventional sense of entertainment or being entertaining. I was just thinking the other day that it would it would probably be good. <laughs> If I saw you sat on the floor eating the turkey and when you were done, you cried over the bones. <laughs> and the I want the DuckTales theme, the old one, to play over that as I'm crying. Life is like a duck bug here in lasers. That'd be really good if we played that. <laughs> I like that, but I don't think any... I like some stuff that's uh, uncommon. I had, a, I had an idea for this week if you're I don't I'm not claiming that you're struggling for ideas or anything. Uh, I'm always struggling for ideas. So I, I'm sat now in rapt attention <laughs> waiting desperately for you to inject some hot content into this proceeding. I mean, I'm just I'm just glad to hear you're so engaged because you're usually so reticent. Yeah. And really, engagement is what we want. We, we live in the age of engagement, Jonathan. You should get engaged. Like, to be married? Yeah, to an ape. <laughs> but what are your ideas? I met a bunch of celebrities last week, so I now have a, a new cachet of uh, name drops I can use. I met Emo Phillips. I saw that photo of you and Emo Phillips. <laughs> I did meet Emo Phillips. He was, uh, it was like three in the morning. He had performed that night. He was hilarious. Uh, I thought he was very good. He had white residue on his nose. And I'm not saying that I think it was cocaine, but I'm not saying I don't think it was either. Oh, we have got some celebrity gossip on this show. Yeah, Emo Phillips. Uh, oh, we'll get, we'll get mentioned on Tums if you keep this up. 
<laughs> he he hasn't really been famous since I think the nineties. I, I have I've only seen him in small comedy shows since then. But he was directing me to take pictures of him and calling me buddy and wrapping his arms around me. He was really interested in some people. I was not one of them, but uh, he did give me some attention and he took a picture with me and that was fun. I met Caroline Ray from uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the original show with uh, Melissa Joan Hart. I've always liked her too. She's delightful. I told her I thought she was fantastic. She said, thank you so much. I said, I know it's late. I don't want to bother you. Uh, I was famous for like a week. So I know what it's like to have people come up to you when you're not in the mood. She's oh, really? And I told her what show I was on. She said, oh yeah, I saw that. Oh, you know, I don't really dying. remember it. That was very sweet. And we, we talked about each other's outfits. And then she said, oh, I'm going because it was two in the morning. And she really did leave. She didn't just say she was leaving. What was your outfit? Dungarees? I was wearing... <laughs> I was wearing... Blue jeans, like a silvery jacket, uh, a rainbow scarf from the Bit Trip series, and a red pom-pom winter hat. All indoors, which was weird. Uh, I definitely looked weird, but then when I spoke, I seemed like I was cogent and polite, so people people took to that. Eugene Merman, who I knew from 20 or so years ago, I saw him and caught up a little bit. He lives in the Boston area now, so we may um, go get coffee. He's the voice of Gene on Bob's Burgers. Uh, he didn't really seem excited to see me, but he'd say, yeah, maybe we'll get together. I don't, I don't think he wants to, but he at least said he did, which is better than than you could imagine. So I was feeling like, yeah, maybe I've got it. Oh, and then I met this other guy who created a character. <laughs> it's, it, it was hard to explain this to him because he was like, hey, you ever do podcasts? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm on one called Boston's Favorite Son. Yeah. He's like, you ripping <laughs> me off? Because I created the guy from Boston character i was like what so there's this guy his name's uh david he runs a podcast studio in new hampshire and he created a character about 10 years ago called the guy from boston no i invented a character 10 years ago (laughs) surely everyone's heard of my amazing boston character hey i'm from boston (laughs) chicago town pizza what are you talking about go boston football team sure i remember that character hey i'm walking here (laughs) what's the coming to go (laughs) what's the the coming to go yeah (laughs) that's that's that was how you doing it's just it's just wc fields episodes of friends (laughs) I'm going to stop by the five and dime and get me a sulfate. Hey, I'm from Idaho. Idaho, Boston. Coca-Cola. <laughs> that's not That's not something synonymous with, um, I mean, there was a lot wrong there. But I, I, I hear what you're saying. You created the character and, um. Uh, yeah, it Boston or... guy, Mr. Boston guy. <laughs> so he created the character too, and he got him on Leno. He got him uh potential movie deals whatever anyone can get on leno i got on john lennon like he really all the things you're trying to do with me he just did in like three weeks like he took a guy a very unfamous guy uh named joe lagotti who was working at logan airport in like uh the trash disposal he said i'm gonna give you a teleprompter i'm gonna put you in front of a camera you're going to smoke a cigar in front of an American flag. You can look this all up. It really happened. And talk. And he instantly got him famous. Okay. But did he take a shovel and a bag in the middle of the night and dig up the grave of John Lennon? <laughs> did he? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't ask that. I don't think so. 
Um, then I'm not impressed. Yeah. <laughs> did he? Did he find himself embroiled in a weekend at Bernie's style situation with the bones of Lennon? I'll admit, not many people believed he was alive. The state of him. <laughs> the bones. Yeah. He, you, you he doesn't. He. I tell you what. He doesn't clean up well. Lennon. John these Lennon. Th- these days, Vladimir. he's let himself go. <laughs> Which Lennon is this? I mean, he was always a bit thin. Right? Len on but... or Len in? Which Len, Len in? Both in? of them. <laughs> I was trying to do a sitcom with them together. <laughs> Lennon and Len on. Yeah. I had yeah. a, a system of ropes. <laughs> Most people use weights and pulleys. I used ropes and cereal boxes and it didn't work out. They fell over a lot. And I tried to pass that off as the joke of the show. But oh. no, no one believed it was a slapstick farce in which John Lennon and Lennon try and, and get their house in order and and shoo their wacky neighbour away before the vicar comes to tea. So they're like puppets. You were trying to puppeteer these corpses and, and make it a, a palatable sitcom show. Do you like Pokemon, Jonathan? Uh, yeah, I like Pokemon in theory. Not so much in practice, but I like the characters. I like the character designs of the different monsters. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like it. Yeah. Well... I've been playing the new one. There's a new, there's a new Pokemon game out, game slash games out, because they're still doing that thing where they basically scam people by selling. Did you get one of them or game. both of them? I got one of them. I'm not a slave to the capitalist machine, Jonathan. Oh, good. That's right. I mean, I am. We all love, but I try and convince myself I'm not by only buying one copy of Pokemon. I've done sure. my part for communism. Lenin would be <laughs> proud. It's true. Both of them would be. But, yeah, you don't even know which one I meant. But yeah. they'd both be proud, you're right. I tell you what, that character on DuckTales looked a lot like you, Jonathan. <laughs> I think that you dreamt that. You just want to see me suck on that duck. <laughs> you want to see me do it, and you dreamt it instead of it happening. My son had a dream about uh, uh, a monster, but I didn't know it was a monster. He came into my room at 3 o'clock in the morning and said, Dad, is the future going to get me? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I mean... The you lied gonna... then, the future's going to get all of us. <laughs> well, I, he's four, I don't want to scare him. So I said, the future's going to happen tomorrow. Is the future going to hurt? Yes. I, I, I will try to protect you from being hurt in the future. Is the future in my closet? Then I figured out he had named a monster the future. He's still talking about it. Saying, the future's funny. The future can't hurt me. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to chew it up. Then he gets like real mad about it. He tries to convince himself it's not terrifying to uh, exist in linear time. But it is. Children do not know what they're talking about, do they? They do and they don't. Like, uh, a lot of the stuff he was saying was exactly the kind of stuff you might say. Uh, when you know what you're talking about. When you're saying, like, the future's looking pretty bleak. The future's looking dangerous. He was saying all that stuff. He just meant something slightly different. What if you were a monster called the future? That would make my son very unhappy. He, he... Wrap you up in tin foil to make you look all futury. Yeah, you could walk into a McDonald's and just sort of slam your fist. Your fist will be like, we'll sellotape some forks and knives to it. Like, we'll duct tape a load of forks and knives to your fist so it looks all futuristic. And you can smash your fist like on the counter and say, I am the future and I've come to hurt you. Wow. Why? What's my motive? I just <laughs> just want to hurt them? Just a mean uh, future? Yeah, just give a... me all your burgers. 
<laughs> well, if you're, if you're curious, my, my son's idea of the future is a giant, naked, muscular man whose skin uh, is yellow. Okay. And he has the head of a bat. And I'm like, does he have any clothes? What color is his clothes? So what you're what you're saying is we need to get some yellow paint and a Batman cow. <laughs> no. No, he's saying it's like a yellow man bat, but without the wings or clothes and yellow skin. Well, this brings me around to an idea I've had to raise your profile, make you famous, Jonathan. Is that right? Yeah, because I was playing Pokemon Sword and Shield, right? right. I, I got the one. Shield one. Oh, really? That's the less popular one, I think. Oh, I'm on the fringe... You are. You're taking risks. You're getting yeah. it done. <laughs> anyway, I was playing Pokemon Shield, and I thought to myself, now if Jonathan got on that Pokemon tip while it's hot... What tip? What? We could elevate his status. I worry what you mean. You mean just uh, got on the, the Pokemon uh, hype <laughs> train? Or some tip of a Pokemon? In a fashion. Are... Well, mm. I think you should be a pokemon oh no yeah no yeah no yeah no, yeah, yeah you're gonna no. be a pokemon and and me and conrad are gonna be your pokemon trainers yeah huh and that sound like fun it does not uh... so we've we've got this yellow paint and a batman cowl we'll put the batman cowl on your head and we'll paint you up all yellow and i'll give you a grass skirt and we're going to have, like, six coconuts and tie them with string round you. And they're going to be all on your torso. So when you go on, all, like, like, all fours, when you go on your hands and knees and scrabble around going, Holmes, 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 <laughs> like that, you'll have these lovely hairy cocoa udders, like, just hanging off your, your chest and your belly. And I just repeat Holmes over and over again? Well, Pokemon says their name. Right. That's, that's, how, that's how they... I mean, unless you're playing the video game. Oh, I don't know if they do in the new one. Jim would know. Do they say their own name or do they just go... Pink! Only two of them do. Pikachu and... Uh... And the Eevee one, the dog one. And they go... Oh, oh wow, Pika Pika! <laughs> and all of that shit. Right, right. And Meowth just speaks in full sentences a lot of the time. But not in the games. In the cartoon, not in this. It's all bleeps and bloops. Right. Video game sounds... Yeah. Who needs them? Jeez. But you could do that as well. You could just go... <laughs> I like that, actually. Yeah, this is a great idea, Jonathan. A really good So this is a video game like this, or you want me to do this? Like that, like, stick your tongue out and, like, wiggle it at people. And people, so you're you're talking... Bring this to the real world. You're not talking about a video game of this. You're talking about... Me just declare I am the first real life Pokemon. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. No, yeah. no. Maybe, no. maybe just like try to, you know, like, like as if you were a wet dog, shake your whole mm. body and torso so that those oh. hair nips just really waggle. Nips? What nips? I, are you? <laughs> your, your coconut udders. Oh, those are nips. Those are nipples. Well, they're going to have to have nips. How else are the, they yeah. going to deliver their, their sweet, sweet juice? You're. You're going to be the Coco Pig Pokemon. <laughs> so it's not a cow. Holmes, a po- Holmes, the Coco Pig Pokemon, you are a milk type, because all the Pokemons have different types, like Pikachu is electric type, mm. Bulbasaur is a grass type, That's and right. you're a milk type. What? But milk isn't a, I mean, grass Strong is... Strong against all the types except ghost. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> ghosts, ghosts don't like milk, or what? Well, because at some point I'm gonna wear a sheet with eye holes cut out and just sort of run around. You're going, Ooh! yeah. It's not the first time I think you've brought up that kind of an idea. So nah. yes, here we are again. Here we are again. I'm Spooky Jim, and I'm a ghost one. Anyway, definitely a psychic type. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got boxing gloves on your hands and your feet. Who, me? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm on all fours for some reason. Why am I choosing that? There's Pokemon that walk on uh, their hind legs, like Mr. Mime. <laughs> well, if you Jinx. can, if you, well, you've got to be on your hands and knees so that those others hang down. Oh, I see. That's a priority. The, <laughs> it's the, the only the priority. Hanging down of the. <laughs> of I mean, the it's others. a huge part of the aesthetic. And you, the last thing you want to do is be upright and have them just like bricks on the front yeah. of your chest. It'll look really strange. You'll look stupid. <laughs> if they're just on my front, like on yeah, the person if they, walking if they just hang down while you're like balancing on your boxing glove feet, you'll look a bit of a fool. So get on your hands and knees. We've painted the Batman cowl on your head like purple and I've drawn a little line on the top of it. Why? Oh. <laughs> just thought it would look stylish it's a so, little racing straight uh, help and, you go and, uh, faster I hate to be preoccupied but these coconut udders as you describe them do they have nipples did you create a nipple form for the, the coconut milk presumably? they've got holes yeah. drilled in and we've kind of sealed those holes up with some tape and rubber nipples yeah we've got rubber nipples on there on, are like a baby right. fixed. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes um, so anyway we're going to act like Pokemon trainers in the game. Now, if, you, if you've ever played the Pokemon games, you see these like non-player characters, these other characters, just stood there in, in the wilderness doing fuck all. And you're just trying to walk past them, and then they will stop you and really impose their will on you. Yeah. And we're going to do that at the dog park, Jonathan. Oh, wait. In real life? Yeah, we've got some bolt cutters, so we'll be able to get in no problem without a dog. Um, I've asked them and they said a man painted yellow with a Batman cowl and boxing gloves and coconuts does not count as a dog. And I said I should have said he was a dog type Pokemon instead of a milk type. But I was <laughs> I was far too honest. That's uh, one of your flaws, it's true. And there's dog type Pokemon? So I'm, and, and I'm uh, ahead of you on this maybe. So you think dog type is weak against milk type, so these are good battle opportunities for me oh yeah if we'll i just you get dogs stronger. wet with coconut milk yeah we'll be a jonathan master jonathan gotta catch him all it's just one I... <laughs> but then i'm already i've, I've won the game brilliant so yeah, anyway one. we me and conrad will be very patiently stood and wait for people walking their dogs to like walk past us at which point we will like run at them with our arms flailing wildly just going, ah! And we'll run up to them, and then we'll say something like some of the mawkish shit that they say in Pokemon. Like, we'll yell at them really loud, like, with our Pokemon by our side, we're really fired up. We're going to go all out. <laughs> they say that a lot in video games. All in the out. Show too, we're going to yeah. go all out. Yeah, they, they want you to know. And it, it sums it up quickly with video games, text boxes. You don't have a lot of room, so yeah. go all out. It's, we're uh, going to go all out. I won't hold back. Our championship heart is strong. Teamwork. Forge a bond with your Pokemon. And we're just yelling all this, all these like phrases at them. And then we go, I choose you, Jonathan. 
And then we've got like tennis balls in our pockets and we just throw them. And then you come out from behind a tree. <laughs> crawling on the floor. To try to convince them I came out of the tennis ball. Yeah. <laughs> but and I just sort of shamble out. Jonathan. Jonathan. Oh. <laughs> real it's a real and then i want you to crawl right up to the dog's face oh the poor dog and just go and then i want you to lick the dog is that what they do in pokemon they just lick each other because that's that's your special attack is is yeah that's your move that's my that's a ghost type move if i remember correctly yeah ghost and milk type (laughs) why would why would milk types lick have you never been, it, it's the milk striking back after, you know, the retained genetic memory of all those cats throughout history. Wow. <laughs> I, mean, all, I thought you were into Pokemon. Cats. I'm into Pokemon somewhat. Uh, I wouldn't, I would think that milk type would be weak against ghost type lick moves. I well, Jonathan, you gave it your all. The bond that I feel for you has forged itself stronger. There's nothing we can't accomplish. And that's where me and Conrad get on our backs, uh, shimmy underneath you, and just start sucking on those uh, those little coconut, mm. those coconut nips. Little, yeah. Get ourselves a little bit of that. Uh, Very little, un- little coconut milk. A little, yeah. little bit of milk. <laughs> little, 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 little refreshing, really... hydrating. Uh, why would you want that? <laughs> we're, so many other... we're, we're saying this as we're like, like yeah, slobbering. Yeah, a little refreshing. Yeah. As, we, as we slide, because, you know, it's, I mean, it, it's going to take a little while. <laughs> it's gonna, It's probably going to... The whole process will probably just to get under there might be two, three minutes. And you could drink anything else. You could ju- you could go to a water fountain. You could just go to any store and be like, "Can I have some water, please?" But instead, yeah, you're but, sliding you know, just, underneath. So, I saw those coconuts there, and I just thought, "Help us have a little bit of just a little bit of coconut." Mm, bit of, Why don't you? It's refreshing, you know. It's, it's a hot not summer's day. A grown it's man November. drinking from a baby bottle nipple, uh, <laughs> lukewarm to hot. Because uh, it's next to my body, just uh, being uh, soaked with my sweat, and uh, I'm assuming I don't know what apparatus you have, but I'm guessing it's been up against my skin. So it's it's a little milk, it's a little me, it's a little awful, it's very awful, it's very gross, and you're choosing it. Uh, I, I, to, to your credit, I'm pretty sure Milk Tank, the milk Pokemon in Pokemon, I think that people do drink that Pokemon milk, and that's always bothered me a little. It bothers me a little, so your your accuracy is good, but the feeling it's is how bad. we strengthen our bond with you. No, so that you can go all out. It's weird. You're acting like you're my babies, and you're not my babies. You look up at the person who's been walking their dog, and you just you just say quietly, "I've got a gun." <laughs> I'm arrested. I'm beaten and arrested for sure. Because one, I I'm not wearing any clothes, so they know I don't. It have could a gun. be under your grass skirt or in your bum. <laughs> I don't think people are. You're right. Maybe they'll be like. It could be under his grass skirt or maybe his bum. They might say that out loud at that point when they decide what to do about me. But they probably will just react. You know, fight or flight instinct happens very quickly. If you you just look up at them and say, "Do you want to? Do you want to come down here? Just uh, just get on your back and and shimmy underneath." And what? I mean, it, it, I mean nature's bound room for one more. I, there, you, uh, it's cross species lactation. <laughs> Uh, administration. It doesn't. I mean, we drink cow milk, but we don't suckle at cross the... species lactation administration. Yeah, it's no good. It's it's, it's a, it's a it's government all... body. <laughs> it's not. I just... And you should take it seriously, Jonathan. 
Because I've speak, I've spoken to the cross species lactation administrator, and he <laughs> said that we need to paint you yellow and get on that Pokemon tip. Is that what the government told you <laughs> yeah. about what you should do with me? Uh, they said they'd reduce my sentence if I could get you to do it. I don't. It's possible. I, I can't claim that. I the, the weirder things have happened at this point. I'm just to warn you. I'm recording in my friend's basement, and they may show up at any time. I was working from their home today, trying to get things done. It's been a wild. It's been a wild week. Uh, so far, so good. No, no sounds. Are you? Yeah. I tell you what your problem with this Pokemon idea is. Oh, we're still doing it. I thought I somehow got us out of it. I know it. we're almost done, but I just want to make sure that I've got your concern with it correct. Are you worried that if we take your clothes off to paint you yellow, we might see your Shakira tattoo? <laughs> I don't I can't remember that one. I remember Shanice. I don't remember like Shakira. Way, way, way inside your ass crack. Yeah. And it's only little. And I'll make sure I'll make sure that I get the spray paint like deep in that crevice to hide it. She, they tattooed Shakira's face inside my ass crack. <laughs> it's not a big crack. It's yeah, not I mean, small, it's, it's but... only visible when you're getting rimmed. I know that, but still, I, I understand your concern. Don't worry, we will get all Is the that way why in people here. People kiss the your butthole. That's not going to happen. I want no you to wear gonna... a t-shirt that says "Eat ass every day." I, I'd never have wanted to eat ass or have my ass be eaten. I don't. What if it was every day though? Then it would at least be routine, and routines are comforting <laughs> in their own go. way. But I don't want to do it at all. Like zero percent. We just need to get you to eat enough ass <laughs> on a regular Me. basis, like on a on a, on a schedule. We'll ring a little bell. We'll ring a little bell when it happens. So eventually, it'll get to the point where we just need to ring the bell, and you'll be like, "Where's the ass?" Oh, like a Pavlovian, like I'm very mm-hmm. motivated to get needs met. And that. It, well, and they again, say you only have to do something three times for it to become a habit, right? No, that three times? <laughs> well, three times <laughs> a day. <laughs> yeah, both are not going to happen at all. But yeah, no, yeah, no. You could be the Sarlacc pit of ass. No. Do they want, is it sexy for them to, to, to put the tongue where the poop is, where the poop usually oh, some is? Some people love it. Yeah, I've heard that, uh, and and I heard it was sort of like a taking it back sort of thing for a while. Like, yeah, we're gonna show that we're 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 able to own this ass with our tongues. I'm like, okay, sure, but do you need to own it? Can't you just poop out of it and leave? I I don't. Can't you just lease it with an option to buy? <laughs> or just or just not do much with it? I you know I know I'm not very adventurous, but it just strikes me as uh, the pros not outweighing the cons on that one. Man, my ideas are so mild compared to yours. You're like, you eat ass. And I'm like, hey, what about Hello Larry? Let's talk about that. That was my big idea this what's, week. What's your big idea? What's, to talk about Hello hey, Larry. I'm just going to do, hey, what's the big idea? Just going to do a little bit of a Boston <laughs> oh, the guy, guy, the guy from Boston. Invented. Hey, <laughs> what's the big idea? Ride my taxi. <laughs> what? I've watched what? Gremlins 2 the new batch. <laughs> That's a sign you're from Boston. Hell yeah, I love Taxis, that. Gremlins 2 the new batch. Hello Larry was a television show. I b- believe it premiered in 1980. And it's the exact same premise as Frasier. Except Frasier was a uh, huge hit. Still being talked about today. Whereas Hello Larry almost... Total obscurity. You both have probably never heard about it unless it was for me because I've talked about it 
before. Hello, Larry. Ringing any bells? No. Hello, Larry. No? No. Theme song goes, Oh, hello, Larry. Like, really just spells it out right away. Really excited about Larry. Nothing? I've heard of the bots master. <laughs> what does that have to do with Larry? I know. The bo- <laughs> Whenever they said it's laser time, you put on your 3D glasses. With the box master? With the bots master. I'm the bots master. That sounds pretty cool. Is that a, like a laser tag show where you shoot at the TV? It was a cartoon about robots. It sounds not bad. It was okay. I'm going to Google I've never it. seen Hello Larry. I've seen the. Is it anything like the bots master? No, it's just exactly like Frasier. It's, uh, it came off of the popularity, I think, of WKRP in Cincinnati, which was a show about um, your little ding uh, signaling that it's time to talk about the radio. It was a show about being a radio radio DJs and then they're like, let's up the ante. Guy on the radio giving advice to strangers. But his own life is a mess. Hello, Larry, is the name of the show because people call into Larry's radio show and are like, hello, Larry. And he's like, Larry here, what's your question? And then he proceeds to answer the question. Riveting television, yet it bombed. Hello, Larry. Bombed. So- this got on television. I Network think it, television. It lasted a few... I think it lasted at least two seasons. And Hello, Larry. you are not famous. This is sort of where I'm going with this, because I feel like the Hello Larry of celebrities. Like, I've got the things that... Well, they're not great things. They were never great. But other people have used these exact same things I have and made a big name out of themselves. There's There's plenty of people who are on... The, the road rules and real world shows who are still now uh, rich and famous. There's people who have written for various game websites and have done YouTube videos or are making $4 million a year. I did all these things. And yet I'm still obscure, like the Hello Larry of the entertainment world. One of them's a right wing senator, if I'm not mistaken. The right wing? It, there's a right wing senator who was a who started out as a Oh, are you talking about Sean Duffy? Yeah, isn't he a senator? Yeah, I was on I was on an episode of uh he taught me how to be a lumberjack all those years ago. He he was a guest Was on it a right wing lumberjack? <laughs> yeah, I didn't ask him at the time. He was very friendly, very nice. Um, one of the cast members on our show got a huge crush on him. So we wrote a song about him. You can hear me singing about Sean Duffy in the, the year like 1996 or whatever it was. So uh, all those years ago. Yeah. So you launched his political career kind is what of. I'm hearing. I helped introduce him to his wife as well, Rachel, who was on season three of The Real World. They, uh, I was like, what do you think of Sean? No, she was on Friends. That's a different Rachel. <laughs> oh, carry on. <laughs> So the key difference between Hello, Larry and Frasier, and I'm sure you've been on the edge of your seats wondering, when am I going to find out why Frasier was such a hit, whereas Hello, Larry was a, a relative bomb? It all comes down to the theme song, you guys. Theme song is everything. It, it has absolutely nothing to do with, like, five years of familiarity with the character of Fraser Crane having appeared on Cheers? No, no, no. So Hello, Larry, I'm pretty sure the star of Hello, Larry was the brother of the guy from 
different strokes. Or at least he looks like him. Oh, or, well, then oh, I stand corrected. No, no, he was on yeah. something. The, the Hello Larry guy, he's famous. I just can't remember who he is. He was on something. He was on like Bob Newhart. Or he, he was like a, a, a cherished icon of uh, American uh, network television at the time. And they're like, Hello Larry, it's coming. And then, nope. All the air was just uh, drained from those tires because of the theme song. So the Hello Larry theme song is spells everything out. There's no mystery. Like, like, sort of, no offense, but how you guys kind of spell everything out. You're, like, really graphic in your de- descriptions of me doing uh, horrendous, terrible things. So the Hello Larry theme song is just, uh, how's it go? Hello Larry, you talk to people all day for a living. But the things that you've been then giving, da, 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 uh, living life in L.A., something like that, just describes his life like word for word. It's painful. There's no mystery. Whereas the Frasier end theme song, which I'm sure you all think about. Do you think about it? Yeah. How's it go? Pokemon, gotta catch them all. <laughs> it's not a, no, that's not... <laughs> The Frasier and theme song is like, those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, baby, the blues are calling. Yes, salads and scrambled. That's the theme tune to Pokemon. I knew you were going to be there for No, no. And it's tossed salads. It's on theme with you because that's what um, they call it when you uh, kiss someone's butthole. I thought it went, because suicide is painless. (laughs) That's that's Oh. That was a show that knocked Hello Larry uh, down a notch because people were watching MASH instead of Hello Larry. But Frasier, I don't know if you knew this, here the blues are calling those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. That is a metaphor. The blues are the people that call Frasier on the phone because they've got the blues. They're sad. And to him, they are like tossed salads all mixed up and scrambled eggs all confused, all fried. So it's a metaphor for uh, talking to people on the phone. We need more metaphors on the show is what I'm saying. I thought the theme tune to Frasier went, Darkwing Duck, when there's trouble you call DW. <laughs> Why did you think that they immediately talk about Darkwing Duck instead of Frasier and the Frasier? <laughs> like, do you think that was a metaphor in some way? Yeah, I mean, when there's trouble you call DW. Like, the trouble was the people who had issues and the DW was Frasier. Frasier, if you add up Let's all the letters. Get dangerous because of all the wacky hijinks that Frasier would get into. He would go to the bar sometimes. He'd go on a date and it wouldn't go well. Uh, Woody would come in from out of town and be like, this is awkward. I don't really like Woody that much. And they would just talk about that for an hour. Frasier, not that good of a show in my opinion. Uh, yet a hit. So, again, we can do it. If Frasier can do it, we can do it. We just need to we need to sum up everything we do on the show in a metaphor. Our theme tune's great. Which one? Frasier? Our theme tune. Our theme song? Yeah. It has lyrics, kind of? Yeah. Tell me what the yeah. matter is. Literally that. Repeat it for a long time. <laughs> That's right. It's a uh, uh, chain, chain mail, mail, if I remember correctly. Yeah. The, freak out, freak out, freak out. I don't know why we're not famous with a great tune like that, Jonathan Holmes. <laughs> Has Chainmail's people, have they ever reached out to us with any complaints or comments? Hey, thoughts if I could get hold of the man, I would pay him. I'm sure you would. You respect him. He's done some stuff. I don't know if people have ever looked him up. He uh, moves around in a certain way that's really something He's else. got a lot of art. None of it's made of his own feces, right? No, no. It's, it's all spoken word poems and stuff. Oh, that's good. He gives me, and this is going to sound terrible, but 
Like, if Gigi Allen, the uh, provocateur, Nazi, uh, defecator, urinator, um, criminal, terrible, terrible person, but uh, the guy who made the Joker movie made a documentary about him and everyone watched a documentary and that helped him propel his career. So it is a, you know, a career move to um, affiliate with Gigi Allen. I've I got guess. a career move. You do? Yeah. Uh, I've been thinking of getting into um, screenplay writing. Oh, okay. And I would like to have a long-time collaboration with Willem Dafoe, star of Stage and Screen. That was an excellent segue. I was going to finish talking about how Gigi Allen is the evil chainmail. Oh, carry on. Oh, I made the point. I just did it. To give you space to talk about the screenwriting concept. Well, I've got got this idea for a movie. And I think it should star Willem Dafoe. It's not William, right? No, it's Will M. They named him Will M. Yeah. That's really something. They're on the fringe. The (laughs) Dafoes have always been on the fringe. There's William, like uh, Prince William. Then there's Willem. And then there's Will I Am. They're like almost all the same person. This is a a film about friendship. This one, the screenplay? Yep. Exciting. I've I've written a film about friendship uh, and about good eating. Okay. And that's that's the tagline for the film. I mean, those are two things that just go together, friendship and good eating. Yeah. That's the tagline. It says these are two things that go good together, friendship and good eating. Willem Dafoe plays Beppy Wednesday. Veppy? Beppy? Beppy. Beppy. Bleppy. Bleppy. Bleppy Wednesday. Bleppy Wednesday. He owns a pizza parlor. The best pizza parlor in New York. So he's an adult. I, I thought he was a child. No, no, Maybe he's a fully grown no. man called Blappy. Okay. Blappy Wednesday. He's got mm. a grey moustache. He actually looks very similar to Geppetto from Disney's Pinocchio. He's got a moustache, he's got glasses on, and he makes the best pizza. And his apprentice, his apprentice pizza man is... Uh, it's Robert Pattinson. Oh, the actor, the the future Batman. I've the heard. future Batman. Um, and he's in a movie with him called The Lighthouse. That people say this is like you. Well, there you they go. Said that to me, and and they didn't mean it in a good way. No, they didn't at all. No. Um, so Robert Pattinson plays his apprentice called okay. Soundboard Battery. I did you write this down or is this just no? I just looked here? at a soundboard and a battery on my desk. <laughs> Okay, so you're committing to that, though. Bleppy Wednesday, soundboard battery, two guys, pizza place. Yep. Check. Mm-hmm. It's been a hard day's work at the pizza parlor, Jonathan. And they sit down, and and Bleppy Wednesday, Willem Dafoe, is shutting... He's turned the sign on the door from open to closed. He's turned it around and says, I've, clo- I've turned the sign from open to closed, thus signifying that the pizza parlor is closed for another day. But in the morning, when morning comes, I'm going to turn that sign right back around. And that, soundboard battery, is how you run a pizza parlor. <laughs> extremely uh you know i was just talking about how spelling it out word for word <laughs> being literal can can cause people to not feel a sense of mystery they they lose interest when there's nothing to chew on there no no when you're too on the nose and already blippy blippy pizza <laughs> is a food that people eat see looking at the camera when he says this <laughs> as he just he grabbed the camera with both hands and is like listen pizza <laughs> 
He's wanting them to know that hard because yeah, it, it seems that the, way. Quite violently grabs the camera. Pizza is a food that you eat made with dough. You put some tomato sauce on that dough and just throw on any old garbage. That's how you make pizza? Oh. You just throw. That's how I remember it. Another yeah. pants and he's taking notes. Just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You not even mention the cheese, just any any stuff that you find, <laughs> just garbage. lint, mm-hmm. mold, action figures, you know, paperwork. And he's like, "This is good." Robert Pattinson is like, "This is good advice, Blacky Wednesday. <laughs> I will be a good pizza man one day." And and Blacky Wednesday, he slaps Robert Pattinson on the shoulder, just <laughs> you will, you'll make pizza for people to eat, and it'll go in their tummy. And fill them up. That's what pizza does. Am I spelling this out enough for you? <laughs> what? So he knows he's spelling it oh, out. Oh, yeah. He thinks he has to tell you all these uh, very slow-paced details. He looks around. He thinks it's good. Yeah, okay. Willem Dafoe looks looking. around. But I gotta let you in on a little secret. <laughs> Soundboard battery. Me. <laughs> and the pizza I make. It's a real piece of shit. <laughs> and Robert Pattinson looks up and says, what? But you make the best pizza in New York. And now you're telling me that it's a piece of shit? And he goes, <laughs> I didn't say piece of shit. I said pizza shit! <laughs> and he's like, like, like an inch away from Robert Pattinson's face and his tongue is wagging and it's like licking the tip of Robert Pattinson's nose and he's wagging his finger but enough of my jokes that was a joke and he said the joke was me and the pizza I make so he called himself a pizza oh, a pizza shit a pizza, or a pizza shit, shit. Yeah, pizza the shit. title's come up on the screen at this point what is it what's the title of this movie pizza shit (laughs) you can't name a movie with shit in the movie name you can't they won't let you china won't have it china won't even let you have a taiwanese flag well for the chinese market we'll call it pizza feces the the joke will be lost in translation and that you just immediately the great is that something is Blippy Blippy Wednesday going to say that too? Just let you know that the joke was lost in translation. <laughs> For you Chinese, you Chinese people everywhere, the joke. Just letting you know. Yep. Is that what he does? He comes back back to the, the 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 scene. He looks at the camera and says, "Just in case they censor this, I'm saying pizza shit." Because he wants the message to get oh, yeah. out there. He, he, it means a lot to him. So Robert Pattinson is confused, and he says, "Like, is is like, what do you mean, oh wise one?" And he says, "Here's the thing. I said I was joking about uh about my food being a real piece of shit, but tomorrow night, tomorrow night, you'll know. I'm deadly serious." And he taps his nose and winks. The next day. What? Wait, wait, wait. So he's not joking when he says it's pizza shit. No. Well, he says that tomorrow all will be re- all will be revealed. A little bit too much. But you must know my secret. 
if you want to be a good pizza man. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. So I can't help but feel like he is inflating his own value a lot. Like he thinks he's for some building reason. building up to something incredible. I'm building up. He, he, yeah. He, he thinks we really prompted. care. Because Robert Pattinson looks a little bit like unimpressed. I'm building up to something incredible. I tell you what, Robert Pattinson. He says that. I tell you what, Robert Pattinson. I cannot overhype this. What I'm about to tell you tomorrow is so amazing. Now you watch. Tomorrow, when I serve my pizza to Danny DeVito and Fran Drescher, you see how much they enjoy it, and you take notes. Next day, it's 8 a.m. in the morning. Danny DeVito and Fran Drescher are at a table eating, like, and, and, a, a 14-inch meat-feast pizza. At 8 a.m., wow. Yep, that with is... a knife and fork. They're just, like, cutting it up and eating it with a knife and fork. Um, well, Danny DeVito is, Fran Drescher's got one of them, like, crab hammers. And she's just smashing. She's just smashing a slice up. Cheese is going everywhere. And all the other garbage that's on it. Just smashing it up. And Danny DeVito like looks like yells over to Willem Dafoe who's in the kitchen. He goes, Oh Cause he likes it? Yeah. <laughs> he puts he puts his hands up to his like mouth to to amplify and he goes, Oh, this wow. is the best pizza I ever saw. <laughs> He's focusing on the side of the pizza. It looks, it not... looks so good. <laughs> He's eating it. He could talk about the flavor, but instead he just wants him to know, when it comes to looks, this pizza, <laughs> oh, I love it. He's just oh, yeah. I've seen so. some handsome pizzas in my... This is Danny DeVito. I've seen some handsome pizzas in my time. But this one takes the cake. And I'm not even talking about your cake pizza. <laughs> oh, he also makes a cake pizza. I've got uh... to agree. That's fantastic. This is the most smashable <laughs> pizza I ever did see. Just smashing it with a crab hammer. Because your Charles Dance sounds like Skeletor, and your Fran Drescher sounds like Charles Dance. <laughs> and Fran Drescher sometimes looks skeletal. It's a weird it's a weird uh, snake that eats itself there with that, that mix. Surprise. I've never Ten. seen a pizza this good. <laughs> And I've seen a snake eat itself before. She's from uh, Will and Grace, right? I'm walking here. <laughs> She's a famous American actress, one of the most famous actresses on television. She was from The Fran Nanny. Drescher. Yeah. Oh, I'm mixing up Fran Drescher with... Um... <laughs> she says that she's like, smashes, <laughs> smashes the pizza to bits. And then oh, Deborah Messing is from yeah. uh, the other one. I say mix those two up. So. And then they leave. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That was the build up to that. Willem <laughs> walks up to the, the front door of the pizza shop, gets the sign, turns it from open to closed, and says, Now that the day is done, 
at like eight eight thirty in the morning. <laughs> about eight forty five, thereabouts. I'm turning this sign over from open to closed, thereby signifying the pizza parlor's closed for another day. I'm walking here. Now, Robert Panson, come out from behind that curtain. And what Robert Panson has been like spying through little peepholes in a curtain, watching and and touching himself while Fran Drescher and Danny DeVito eat their food. Or, why would he be touching it? That's not what a professional pizza man would well, do. Well, because he's, he's muttering under his breath, like, I can't think anybody else when I think about you, I touch myself. <laughs> it's just because of the, 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 the lyrics, he has to stay on theme for the song well, he's well, singing Yeah, to yeah. Um, Be- Bleppy Wednesday told him he has to do that. You have to do that. My father did that. My father's father did that. That song came out like 1989 or something, 1992. His father's uh, father did that. It's an old, <laughs> it's an old Wednesday family tradition. It's not true. Divinals, I think, was the name of that group. Yes. But now, so, but now, now is the time to let you in on my secret. My pizza is a pizza shit. <laughs> and Robert Pattinson says, look, I've seen the evidence. It's good pizza. It's family home cooking. When I think about it, I touch myself. I wow. saw Fran Drescher and Danny DeVito admiring it, marveling it, smashing it with a crab hammer. This is the best pizza in town. How could you put this down? <laughs> Oh, ye of little faith. I didn't say it was a piece of shit. It's the, it's, it, this is what he said earlier. <laughs> I said it's a piece of shit! He did say that. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, look what I can do. Oh, no. At Why didn't point, I see this coming? Uh-huh. He, he, he pulls his pants down, Jonathan. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Get, gets on all fours. Oh. Starts going. Oh no. That is not. <laughs> <laughs> it's really gross. Yeah. Alright. Well, it's too late for Academy 2020 voting, but I think I think we're a shoe in next year. We're a poo-in. <laughs> Wow. And he says this, he says, I'm a pooing, look at me. I'm a pooing, look at me. And Robert Pattinson is like furiously scribbling notes. Just, I'm looking, I'm looking. He's not disgusted. He he realized that what Willem Dafoe did was feed feces, excrement, human excrement. Here's the twist. From out of his butthole, folded, is a perfectly cooked pizza. Which is shit, though. Perfectly cooked. Exquisitely melted cheese. Artisanal tomatoes. And as it fold, like as it comes out, it's all neatly folded and it just sort of unfurls like a budding flower. It's unfoiling <laughs> like a budding flower. Because I tell you what, Robert Benson, I'm a hot pizza ass. And then the pizza like flops <laughs> wow. out onto the floor and it is gorgeous. Ah. <sighs> 
you, you bring up an interesting question. Is it shit? Is it feces? <laughs> if it is actually pizza, like if you, they, I'm, I'm guessing that Robert Pattinson's going to be like, we got to get this to the lab, and they take it for to examine what the contents of it is, the molecular well, structure and whatnot, and they find that it's actual pizza. It's not. To, to Robert Pattinson's credit, he's a little bit confused. Yeah, it's it's incredibly terrifying and disgusting. Do you want to? Do you want to grab a slice? He no! says as he gets up and uh, sort of he's, he's hurriedly putting his pants back no, on. No, no. And Robert Pattinson's like, but that came out of your ass. Like, he addresses this. He's like, this came out of your ass. Yeah, I mean, that makes... Yeah. How could you not, under the circumstances? I mean, that would be ridiculous. And Willem Dafoe <laughs> laughs and says, <laughs> You pointless little boner. What? That's really mean. <laughs> All he did was point out. You that... fucking chump. <laughs> wow. Okay. You. <laughs> you cracked a window. Why is the asshole disgusting? Answer me that, Mr. Clever Clogs. Mr. Cock of the Walk. Mr. Dumbass. And Robert Pattinson says, well, I mean, tr- traditionally, the asshole is disgusting because poo comes out of it. He says, yes, but pizza comes out of my ass, so my ass can't be disgusting. <laughs> what if, but what if his pizza is, 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 is shit? It Your needs asshole, to... Robert Pattinson. I mean, he said it was pizza shit. He called Your... his own pizza. <laughs> Your asshole stinks of shit. Because shit comes out of it. My asshole stinks of old-fashioned family cooking. I'm walking here. (laughs) Robert Pattinson can't fault the logic. He can? Because he doesn't, just because something looks like it is pizza. I mean, there's pizza that's very bad for you because there's shit in it. As you probably know, people who have been disgruntled Papa Gino's, Papa John's, all these Papa restaurants, they'll shit in the dough and then they'll cook the dough and they'll feed people shit pizza and then they get sick. They get hepatitis B and then the places get sued. It doesn't happen a lot, but that kind of thing has happened. Just because something looks like pizza doesn't mean it's not shit. Oh! <clears throat> well, <who is laughs> Says Red Dresher, who has oh, been looking back. through the window this whole time. Was that... Oh, knowing it came out of his ass makes it taste better. Wow, friend. Because you think it's going to taste like shit, and it doesn't. Oh, and she leaves. We're done. She served her purpose. So when Fran Dresser uh, enters an area, she just starts every sentence with, just like an alarm, yeah. Like a like a a boat coming into port just makes a foghorn sound, so you know yeah. that Fran is about to speak. It's surprising. Anyway, for the rest of the movie, you can just very faintly hear her in the background, just going. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the movie, what? <laughs> Willem Dafoe says, "Hey, the time has come. I'm getting old. I can only walk here for so long. I need to pass." the family secret onto you because my spoim never procured me a son so you're taking over kid do you want to know 
how I'm able to shit the tastiest pizza in town. And Robert Pattinson, who's got like halfway through this pizza, like there's like two slices left. He's been eating the pizza <laughs> after the he's... whole time. Ugh. He's been sat cross-legged just eating it off the floor. Just relaxing, just totally comfortable <laughs> yeah. listening to to uh, Blippy Wednesday talk about making pizza. Well, the science life. was tight. He said, like Robert Pattinson <laughs> says that through a mouthful of pizza. Oh, oh the, the science is watertight. <laughs> No one, no scientist has uh, entered the fray or uh, gotten involved in any way. There's no, no evidence of any scientific method used. Asses are disgusting because poo comes out. If just pizza comes out of Willem Dafoe, then it's, it's not disgusting. So. It's a good ass. So if he ever. uh, He's a hot pizza ass. (laughs) He did say that. And I was thinking uh, whether I wanted to or not about how his ass would look. Because he's, you know, and he's in his 60s, there's, like, wrinkles that happen at the bottom. It's a lovely little squinting of, of, I didn't want to think about that. I thought about the cheeks and how even a really fit guy like Willem, you're going to get some uh, some wrinklage. You're going to get some folds. Do you want to learn the secret no. of my oven-baked hole? <laughs> Robert Pattinson says, yes, teach me, O Master. <laughs> okay, I'm going to need you to take a real close look. <sighs> He gets, he turns around, pulls down his pants and his underwear, bends over, pulls his cheeks apart, feast your eyes. And Robert Pattinson gets in real close, closes one eye so he can get real good and looks in and he says, I can't see anything. And then suddenly Willem Dafoe rears backwards and and just shoves his arsehole in Robert Pattinson's face. Wow. And slowly... The ass starts to engulf Robert Pattinson's head. Wow. It's terrifying. And Robert Pattinson immediately starts yelling, Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! As as he's and he's getting more and more muffled as he goes in. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Oh, wow. And then Willem Dafoe laughs and says, <laughs> Did you think my ass pizza? Really wasn't made out of human beings! <laughs> <laughs> and he starts to swallow him alive and Robert Pence and it's like, How can I have even guessed that? Fuck you! <laughs> it's true. It's true. Some of this was mildly predictable if you tried, but that one I didn't see coming Sucking at all. Sucking him up. Just... <laughs> And not eating him like the traditional way that people create feces. They eat the thing with the mouth, not with the ass. He eats with his ass and shits food with his ass. It's very strange. And I tell you what, Robert Pattinson, I do do normal shits as well. You <laughs> <laughs> can see some in here. You can see some shit. And he can't break out. He's just. Is it like Thank his body? <laughs> Is he numbed? Is there some sort of, like, paralysis spray that comes? Because Oh, his legs are kicking. And he can't break free. Just the, the, the substance. No, he's being just swallowed in like Oogie Boogie. <laughs> the substance of uh, Willem Dafoe's physical being is, like, impervious to, to struggle. You can't just punch your way out of it or kick. He's laughing a lot. He's really liking it, yeah. it's really He's really a bad person in this. Yeah, credits. <laughs> It's, it's terrifying. It, it would. But it's love, baby. Don't Back. hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. That's the greatest music. 
it's got a certain American psycho. Again, Gigi Allen comes up. Fans of Gigi Allen would um, not hate it. But ultimately, the message of the film is that Robert Pattinson was the fool. I thought so from the start. Because did he seriously? Did he? Did he seriously? And that's that's William Defoe's voice like playing over the credits over Hadaway. Just did he seriously? Did he seriously think that my ass pizza wasn't made out of people? What a fool! Wow, I mean that's really harsh. There's other things Robert probably shouldn't have done, like anything else in the movie. But that's the one part where it's like, sure, you didn't see that coming. Even if you thought maybe the ass pizza was made out of people, you didn't think he eats you with his toothless ass. Because he's got an ass that can eat a man without any jaw, without any without any molars. I don't know how he just swallows him like a snake, it sounds like. Just... The vacuum cleaner doesn't have any teeth, but it gets the dirt up. And by that science, how can I argue? with it? It's just a vacuum cleaner. Well, that's it. No one's been able to argue with any of the science in this film, and that's that's my film, and I really think that this is the one. I I think someone could make it. I would love... I think it would be a Hulu original. I'm not even kidding. If somebody made it with, um, you know, cheap CGI models in Unity or something, you know, you can buy CGI models of guys for like 30 cents each. Just animate them doing it, make it a short film. They could get a lot of views off that. It would it would shock yeah. the world. Yeah. And give you royalties and, and such, I hope. I mean, you want the money from this, right? Is that why you're in it? Are you in it for the money? Uh, I'm bored of talking about it now. <laughs> I've said my piece. My you you did. And I'm, I've been, my four, uh, my friends are upstairs. They're ready to live their lives. I'm just still in their basement <laughs> yelling like, shit, pizza shit. And they don't <laughs> have any context for that. Their dog's barking. Their dog probably needs to get down The dog's probably hungry life. for yummy pizza. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I don't yummy want to eat pizza, pizza ever again now. I hate pizza now. You made me hate pizza now, which is good for my health, but bad for my life. No, I'm ready. To, I'm I'm ready to eat a slice. Good for you. Actually, I'm not. I've been eating Monster Munch all day. Is that any good? It's lovely. I've never had it. I should look into it. We'll have to wrap up. I uh, thank you for that show. Hearing my thoughts about uh, Hello Larry. That's what I got to contribute. Yeah. Not the best uh, time you've ever had, but you tolerated it, so thank you. And you gave me a good time, too, so thanks. Do you feel more famous after we've no, done this? No, no. I feel like this is the end. <laughs> I feel like this is the one that's going to get like somehow negative listens and views. It's the one people are going to run screaming from. I ruined it by talking about a uh, 1980 sitcom forever. And then you talked about... Uh, pizza shits for like tw- 20 minutes I think it, it didn't go time. on way too long it was good I liked it but I know that I have an, uh, I like a lot of stuff that other people don't like so uh, I'm uh, with bated breath I'll wait to see if this one makes us makes me I should say very famous Conrad have you got a moral of the story a moral of the story Conrad yeah you know, something, something to sort of put a put a bow on everything that we've remind we've, us what it's all about. about yeah 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 yeah. Jonathan, I want you to always remember it is not all about you. <laughs> That's really the problem with the show.
was the amount I thought it was about me. You're right. The, the show, John, uh, Boston's Favorite Son, about me and how to get me famous. <laughs> I shouldn't have thought about me so much and how it's about me. Because it's not, is what you're saying. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened. It is not all about you.